Oh, there we go. All right. Good morning, guys. Welcome to the Alpha Talk Tuesday podcast. This is a weekly podcast to connect, empower, and inspire you to live a life of greatness. So I just want to thank all of you for joining today. Just give me one moment. Hold on. So once again, like I said, thank, I thank you guys for joining today. I'm actually uh, looking forward to sharing this message that we have today. So just give me a moment while I get to it. Um, the title of this message today will be Just a Moment. And we'll be talking about what patience looks like sometimes in the earth realm compared to what patience looks like in the spirit. So uh, without further ado, I am going to open us up in prayer. Father, I just want to thank you for bringing us here. Lord, I just pray that you will allow your word to go forth and to overpower any thoughts, suggestions, distractions, or anything else looking to rise up in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just pray that you will help us to know you even more and more so that we may bring glory to your name and that we may not be a stumbling block to others, Father, by moving too fast or moving too slow. Lord, I pray that you will teach us how to work and move in your timing so that our lives may bring glory to your name and that we will be able to know what you are saying and what you are doing. Father, I just pray that we will be confident in your word and we will move at your word and we will also be able to discern a time of the application of your word so that we will always be in a position to be a blessing and not a hindrance. So I just pray that anyone who has uh, maybe moved too fast or they felt like they were too slow or whatever in there and whatever the application or response to the instruction father i just pray lord that you will bring some consolation to them today bring some uh, just affirmation to them help them to see that you are with them even when we move too fast and we move too slow, we're out of timing, Father. I thank you that you are teaching us how to hear your voice real time, where we don't always need someone else to um, shake us up in the spirit because we are moving just too fast or we're just moving too slow. But I pray, Lord, that we are people who move according to the, to the season of the word and also according to the word. Help us to have trust in you. Deliver us from personal ambitions so that we may move according to heaven's game plan. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, I want to thank you for joining today. So this message today, I don't intend for it to be a long message. I will be sharing it, and we'll be going through a few scriptures. So the first point, like I mentioned, in the title of this message today is Just a Moment. And we're going to be talking about the timing of obedience the timing of obedience and the t- and learning how to listen to God real time because sometimes you know just I'll just get right into it sometimes we allow the the, the cares of this world the waves of this world, all the sounds, sights, commotion, distractions, we allow these things to kind of shift us and cause us to be like a wave going up and down where we're not consistent in the name of Jesus. I'm sorry, I'm babysitting slash giving this message, so don't mind me. 
So sometimes we allow the word. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my goodness, multitasking. So like I was saying, we allow distractions, all the the sound stimulation of this world, to kind of get us out of what God wants us to be doing, whether it's that day or that season. And what I want to just encourage us today through the words that we'll share is just to learn how to be still, how to quiet your mind, how to pause, how to look, and how to listen. That's going to be an acronym, P-L-L. Think of it like pill, but no I, P-L-L. We're going to learn how to pause, look, and listen. Because it's very important, children of God, that we learn how to trust God real time. Not just trust Him when we get out of prayer and we're like confident and we're inspired. I'm talking about throughout the day. You're having conversations with people and normally you feel like you have to respond to the person right away and everything. But the Lord wants to teach you how to hear Him even while other people are talking. So... I'm going to start us off in the first scripture is John 11, and I'm going to be going through the story of Lazarus. So starting in John chapter 11, verse 1, a man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume in the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick. Now, I'm going to pause right quick. Understand that Mary's brother is Lazarus, and they're aware that he's sick, so they're kind of like preparing some people to go talk to the Lord to basically be like, hey, my brother is sick. Like, I need you to come heal him. I saw you heal other people. Like, my brother is sick. Like, I mean, you got this thing going on, Jesus. Like, I need you to come help me. So continuing on, I'm at verse 3. So the two sisters... That's Mary and Martha. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. I'm going to pause there for a moment. So I want you to think about yourself and how there have been times where you you mentioned something to the Lord and you brought it before him. You did the right thing. You brought it before him because he said to cast all your cares upon me. And you do that. So you cast care upon him and you feel as though this thing is still going on. You still are having this issue or the problem or whatever is right before you. And you're like, okay, God, like, <laughs> you know, you told me to cast my cares on you. You told me to come to you, all who are heavy laden and, and burdened. And you said you would give us rest. But Lord, like, I don't have rest in this situation. You just get an instruction. Jesus says, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. Now, according to their understanding at that time, they're thinking that death that he was talking about is that he would be like Lazarus would be gone forever. Like pretty much he would die and then that was it. But 
he, Jesus is basically saying that Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. But what happens later? So let's continue on. Continuing on. So although Jesus loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Finally, he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. But his disciples objected. Rabbi, they said, only a few days ago, the people in Judea were trying to stone you. Are you going there again? Jesus replied, there are 12 hours of daylight every day. During the day, people can walk safely. They can see because they have the light of this world. But at night, there is danger of stumbling because they have no light. Then he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up. The disciples said, Lord, if he is sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus had died. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there. For now, you will really believe. Come, let's go see him. Thomas, nicknamed the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let's go too and die with Jesus. I'm going to pause right there for a quick second. So remember, like, I'm just going to like touch on this really quick. So remember how I told you it's important. We're going to learn about pause, look, and listen. So it's very important for us to be able to stop for a moment. Now, putting ourselves into the shoes of the disciples, we just hear a message that Lazarus has died, but we're also getting instruction from our teacher. So a message comes to the, our teacher. He's sitting there looking at us, sitting in the chair, Message, messenger comes to him, tells him that Lazarus died, and Jesus is like, okay, he gives them the person instructions, so they go back, but he's sitting there in front of his disciples, and they're sitting on the floor or the table or whatever, and they're looking at him, and he continues to talk to them, and basically starts giving them, um, you know, instructions, so fast forward, he tells them, like, alright, we're about to go, and the disciples thought that that was about to be the end they thought that they were about to go to war now the disciples are looking at it like okay like all right if that just happened in judea and you're going back that means that we have to like get we have to get our weapons ready they're thinking about spiritual weapons i'm sorry they're thinking about natural weapons they didn't say it but this is what this infers because they said let us go die with him so they're thinking that they're about to go to war like they're about to go to like a crowd riot or whatever so anyway Continuing on, remember how it says it's important for us to pause, look, and listen. We have to, like, when you read the scripture, we want to get to a point where sometimes we can pause and let's look at what's being said and almost picture in our mind what we're seeing. I'm sorry, what we're reading. Picture that in your mind. You want to look and then you want to also listen for what the instruction is after that. So continuing on, it says, when Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console Martha, Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, hold on one second. I don't want to because I have I'm trying to get rid of this echo 
this is why I need a team. <laughs> okay, so I can have other things we want. Okay, I'm gonna close this. Okay, thank you guys. Okay, so as we know, as we know, Mar- um, Jesus is heading to town. So Jesus said, anyone who, I'm sorry, let me go back. Hold on. Mm-mm-mm. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. So let me pause that right there for a quick second. So you know how, let's just use this, let's just bring this to modern times. Modern times, modern terms. So when a person dies, you know, like what happens, you know, a person dies or whatever, and it's almost like we start to feel like, oh, you know, that person, they're going to go to heaven. Like, we'll see them later, nothing to worry about. And you almost kind of like, like a, a person's passed away. <laughs> you just kind of like, yeah, I, I know, like, that's my mother. She was a Christian. I know she's going to go to heaven. I know she'll rise later. But here in this story, like, we see that Martha kind of has that same mindset where it's almost like, yeah, I know, like, my brother died. I know you like, I, I believe in the resurrection or whatever, you know, on, on the last day. So it's almost like that same type of thing. So it's almost like she's downplaying what's what Jesus's assignment is because she doesn't fully know who he is. She doesn't know yet. So continuing on, Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises. Basically, she's downplaying the resurrection because she doesn't know what's about to happen. So at the last day, Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? Lest, yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from her mornings and told her, The teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus's grave to weep. So they followed her there. So I'm going to pause right there really quick. So, mind you, Mary is in the house kind of mourning, and people are trying to encourage her, you know, console her during this time because her brother has just passed away. So there's a whole crowd of people probably outside, probably inside. There's people all over. And we can see that Mary, Martha, and Lazarus were some people of influence due to the amount of people that were at the house. They, we don't know what their positions were, what their occupation was, but obviously if the uh, Lord hung, if he was his friend, he was definitely somebody of, uh, of influence. And just so you guys know, this is a whole sidebar. I'm not going to go too deep into this, but just so you know, Jesus was not a poor carpenter. He actually was very well off I'm not going to go too deep into that but he actually was very well off but for his assignment it says that he made himself um, he made himself poor but he actually was doing very well he was self-employed he was an entrepreneur I digress continuing on so I'm going to go back to we at verse um, let's see then she returned to Mary she called Mary aside 
from the mourners and told her, the teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. So they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people welling with her, a deep anger welled up within him and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him? And I'm going to pause right there really quickly. So this statement where it says the people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him. The people are looking, obviously, like I said, Jesus and Lazarus are really close friends. We don't know to what degree, like, how, you know, were they friends growing up? Like, we don't know. Only, you know, that's, that's not for us to focus on. But they focus, we, we want to focus on the statement that the people said where it says, see how much he loved him. So they thought that Jesus was getting frustrated and he was crying and angry just because of Lazarus dying. But the reason why it impacted him so deeply is because this was almost like um, they didn't know that Jesus would be rising from the dead and he was seeing the effect that death had on people. He was seeing an effect the, the, the mourning, the sadness, he, the, the, the cry, he saw the people and what it did to them. And this was almost like an indicator of how it would be when he died. This is almost like a precursor. So it angered him inside and also filled him with compassion because he's like, man, you know, they don't even know what's about to happen. Like they think that this is it. So it's kind of like that same thing where we're in situations and people are speaking on what God is doing for you, but only you really know what God is doing for you. Sometimes God will allow someone else to see what's going on, but you are the only one who will really know what God is doing. You can't always go by what people are saying because like they their perspective was off they thought he was just sad and, and crying and, and and anchored because of Lazarus being his friend but it was more deeper than that he was thinking about the, his disciples he was thinking about the crowd all the people that would be sad when he passed away when he left so continuing on but some said this man held the blind man couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb, a cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested. Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled away the stone. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. All right, so I'm going to pause right there really quickly. So it's very important that we understand that the Lord made it very clear that God was involved in this. He made it very clear. He just, he, like, he said, I am the resurrection, the life. He said that. He said that, but he's also showing that he submitted 
to the Father, that he's submitted to the Father, and that he is working in tandem, in response, and alongside the Father. He's showing that there's a relationship. I apologize, guys. He's showing that there's a relationship. So he's saying while you always hear me, he's saying that to his father, he's also letting the people know that God is the one who sent me and what you're about to witness, this is going to happen later. He's not saying that to them, but he's preparing them for this moment. So anyway, then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a head cloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. So I'm going to pause there really quickly. So, as I mentioned before, people will not always know what God is doing in your life. And it's very important because these were people who were bystanders. How many bystanders do we have in our lives? People who are watching what God is doing and who are who are trying to pronounce and say like, okay, this is what's about to happen because they've seen him move before. They've seen him travel in your town before. They've seen him bless you, bless you before. They've seen him do X, Y, Z, whatever it is. They've seen him do something before. And they assume that because he did that before, that he's going to do the exact same thing now. What Jesus did was something that they, had, they didn't see before. He called the man from the grave. I want you to think, let that sink in for a second. So sometimes we have to learn how to pause and ask God real time, what should I be doing? Look around. What do I need to focus on? Listen, like I said, you ask the Lord, what should I be doing? Because what happens is you see a situation and something is going on or you are in the midst of a battle, whatever that thing is, if you assume that it's going to be fixed right away because something else may have been fixed right away in the past, you are limiting what God can do. You have no idea of why certain things are being delayed. Some things are being delayed because there's there's seasons. There are seasons and sometimes he wants to prepare not only you, he wants to prepare other people for you. So if you are a person who is focused on personal ambition and trying to just move forward and rush, 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 and you wanna you wanna seem like you're effective and like you're a person who executes and you you focus more on you executing, you will actually allow um, the enemy to almost like kind of like be your guardian. I'm sorry, to be your, your, your leader. And I know it sounds crazy, but it's very important that we learn how to trust God because we don't know what glory he is about to reveal in our lives. You don't know. Like the disciples didn't know that he was about to call Lazarus from the grave. Mary and Martha didn't know that their brother was about to be right back with them. Lazarus didn't know that he was about to be right back with his sisters. And if you read later on, I'm not sure if it's this same book, but there was a dinner and everything that Lazarus was having with Jesus and his disciples. And, and the religious leaders was like, oh, like, all right, you know what? Like, we got to really get rid of him now because like they, the, the Greeks and all these other outsiders were coming because they heard about this miracle. So like I told you, like, 
Lazarus and um, this definitely was a, they, these were people of prominence these weren't like just any you know any type of people these were people that had some type of influence because obviously the word traveled all the way to Rome I don't know if it was Rome or Greece wherever it went but that word traveled and you had all these philosophers and stuff sending their disciples to get intel on what happened here at this grave and that's a whole that's a whole other topic but this glory was revealed after he the la, after Lazarus had died this glory was revealed so sometimes children of God it may seem like the situation has to die and it seems like it's dying and it seems like there's going, there's not going to be help I want to encourage you to just trust in God and to see what he is bringing to life in you before you look at what's dying. I'm gonna repeat that again. Some child of God is going to appear like things are dying, but you have to see what God is bringing to life in you rather than focusing on what's dying. There are seasons where all you see is leaves on the ground. And if you focus on the leaves, you won't focus on the branches. You won't focus on that you have space for the wind to blow, Jesus. Yeah, you may not have as much shade. You know, you might not be able to provide as much shade to anyone else because you're focused on being nourished by the Lord. Yeah, sometimes the, the, the leaves allow you, when, you're, when they're on a tree, they allow the tree to give shade to others. But there are certain seasons where the Lord wants to be your shade and you focus on him. You may, you, you may not be able to impart to anybody else the way that you want to impart. You may not be able to minister the way that you want to minister. But trust and believe that the Lord is still using you to minister because in the scriptures it says that in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. So while it may be less leaves on the tree and you're not providing natural shade, the Lord is still using you to provide spiritual shade to people. So don't go by the leaves on the ground. Go by the leaves in the spirit. So I encourage you, children of God, to pause, look, and listen. Don't go by the world's timing. Don't go by the waves that you see crashing. Don't go by the wind that you see blowing. Don't go by the sun that you see baking. You want to be a person who can pause. Stop for a moment. Stop moving so fast. Stop trying to be quick to handle everything. Learn how to listen and look around. I have literally, let's see, um, I just have one more scripture actually, and we'll be done because um, I want to just, I don't want to be here too long with you guys. I want you guys to just be able to marinate in this. The last scripture I have is Psalm 4610. A lot of you guys have heard the scripture. It says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation, I will be honored throughout the world. That's Psalm 4610. So remember how I mentioned. We want to be a people who are not moved by the waves of this world, not moved by the winds of this earth, not baked by the sun, the scorching sun. We want to be a people who can pause, look, and listen. When you look up the definitions of the word still in its transliterations and so forth, I'm going to give you some of the definitions. Feeble, fail, weaken. Go, alone, idle, stay, slack, faint, forsake, cease, abated, 
and so forth. Consume, draw. So I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to pause right there. The Lord is basically like when you hear the scripture, be still and know that I am God. He's basically saying to weaken yourself in that moment so that God can be stronger. There are certain situations where you feel like you need to be strong because you've been known for being strong. You've been known for conquering things. And you don't even know that that is actually slowing down your progression because you keep trying to be strong because you've been known for being strong. Some of you have allowed the medals on your 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 jacket, your your puts. You know, I'm talking about like your, um, you know, your battles that you've won. You you've gotten. <laughs> you've allowed the medals and the validation of people to kind of become your strength rather than trusting that the, your weakness is made perfect by God's strength. A lot of you are afraid to seem weak before people because you don't want to seem weak. You don't want to seem weak because you feel like they'll judge you and assess that you're not effective or that you're not moving forward or whatever else. But we want to be a people like you don't always have to respond to everything you, like when someone says something sometimes you just like okay you know what like um i have to talk you know i have to think about that all right let me let me pray about that or you know what let me see what god wants you know, like you want to be we want to become a people who want who waits to see what the lord wants we want to be a people who real time like even like i talked about earlier you want to be able to Listen for the Lord, even while people are talking. And I know it sounds almost impossible. Like, Hakeem, how is that possible to listen for the Lord while people are talking? We are are a three-part person. We have ears spiritually, and we have ears naturally. So the Lord, you know, if you learn how to do this thing, how how to trust in him, how to pause, look, and listen, the Lord will train you to be able to listen for him even while people are talking. You would think that naturally it means that you're not paying attention to the person, but in reality, you are um, being provided a, um, you're, how, how can I say this? The Lord is allowing an answer to come through your mouth or through your presence. Sometimes you don't even have to say something. So, like You'll be surprised that like, sometimes people don't really need you to solve their problem. They just need you to be there or they just need to hear you. They just need to hear your voice. And if, if, if they hear your voice, like there's things that God can add to your voice. There are things that God can add to your voice that you wouldn't do naturally. And what I mean by that is like, you can say something like along the lines of, you know what? Like, let me, let me pray about this. And because you were willing to wait and get an instruction from the Lord, the Lord can actually give instructions to that person in their own quiet time or even right away because you chose to not say anything and, and try to be deep. Some of us feel like we always, like because we spend time with God, we got to give answers to people. You don't always got to give answers to people. Sometimes you just, like I said, you just have to be there and be willing to wait on the Lord. We don't want to waste our words, children of God. We want to be a people who are very intentional as we go out in the world and are engaging with people. So, like I said, children of God, pause, look, 
and listen. You don't know what type of glory the Lord wants to reveal through you or through your situation. So just wait. You wait. You walk with the Lord. You wait. If you can't see him, you you if you can't see him, you listen, for, you go to his word. If you can't hear him, you look for his hand. So I just encourage you, children of God, to just wait. Pause, look, and listen. You don't need to respond to everything right away. You don't need to handle everything right away. Um, you know, we want to be a diligent people, but I, what I'm talking about is referring to feeling like you like situations are overpowering you. You want to become a person who the situation molds to you. You don't mold to the situation. You want to become that wave rather than the waves overpowering you. You want to, by the power of God, become bigger than the situation rather than the situation being bigger than you. So, wait on the Lord. He has you. He loves you. And he is revealing his glory through your life. So, with that being said, guys, I pray that you have a good day. Now, you remember that you are Tuesday podcast held every Tuesday morning from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We look forward to you joining us next week. Have a wonderful day and remember that you are... (laughs) 